As we kick off this brand new series called In Transit today, I want to speak to you about a message that's really been burning in my heart from Ecclesiastes chapter 2, and we're going to begin in verse 10. God's word says this, I denied myself nothing, denied myself nothing that my eyes desired. Someone said Amazon, right? I refused my heart no pleasure. My heart took delight in all my work, and this was my reward for my labor. Yet when I surveyed all that my hands had done and all that I had toiled to achieve, everything was meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. And then I want you to notice this little phrase because you might be thinking this. A lot of people, I believe, are thinking this right now in this season of life is here's what he said. So I hated life. So I hated life. I mean, many of you, maybe you're smiling on the outside, but inside you kind of hate life. Notice what he says, because the work that's done under the sun was grievous to me. Like I looked like I had all this stuff going on, but in my heart, something was wrong. And actually the word grievous means to be depressed or oppressive. And he says all of it's meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. It's like you get up every day and you're just chasing the wind. You never catch it. It's kind of like a really bad version of Groundhog's Day. I mean, that's the kind of what we're living in. And many of you feel that way right now. And you're depressed and you're frustrated. And don't even mention those people, right? Those people that you see on Facebook and all the social medias. It's like, it's just crazy. And we're all trying to make it through, right? I, I, we're pacifying ourselves. People are buying stuff. They're going places. They're tired of being locked down down, if you will, and people are on vacations and all of these things, but it really doesn't seem to deliver. And at the end, you just seem disappointed. And that's why Solomon, the wisest man ever, writes this and said, I hate life. I've got everything money can buy, but I hate life. And he says, I, I buy everything I want. I can go anywhere I want, but it was meaningless. When I sat and I looked at all of it, everything that I was doing, get this, was under the sun. Now, here's what I want you to hear today. I think most of us get this whole idea. We can kind of say, wow, I can relate. Like maybe you don't have all the money in the world like Solomon did. And he's the wisest person ever. And he looks at everything he's done and he says it's like chasing the wind. Now, if you've ever wondered if you're one of those persons, right, there's some characteristics that I want to look at real quick. And uh, many of you, you've probably said this. You might have said it several times this week alone. If you're taking notes, here's the first one is, man, I'm frustrated. I mean, like I'm really frustrated and it comes forth and might show up in your life as in the form of anger. And maybe you've even said to yourself, I don't even know why I'm so angry, but my fuse seems really short. And here's why. Because you're frustrated. I'm frustrated. Well, Solomon's going through this. Look at Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 2 through 4. He said, life is useless. All youth useless. You spend your life working, but what do you have to show for it? The world just stays the same. He says, I'm frustrated. So that's one of the ways it shows up. Here's the second one is uh, I'm tired. I'm just tired. A lot of you, you, if you're being honest, you're just like, I'm just tired. I hear people every day. I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of this season. I'm tired of this COVID thing. I'm tired of masks. I'm talking. I'm tired of social distancing. I'm tired of politics. I'm tired of riots. I'm tired of all that's going on. Look at what Solomon said in verse 5 through 8. He said, the sun still rises, it still goes down, the wind blows, round and round and back again. Every river flows into the sea, then the water returns to where the rivers began, and it starts all over again. 
Everything leads to weariness, a weariness too great for words. Here's a guy that's struggling. Maybe that's you today. Maybe you look at and you can relate to Solomon and you're like, I just feel like I'm on a repeat cycle. It's just one day they kind of all run in together. I mean, if that's you, maybe type in chat right now. I'm tired. I'm tired. It's a weariness. And Solomon says he was struggling with it. We're going to see where this goes in just a couple of seconds. But here's the third one. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. And I'm also, this is a big one. I, I'm unfulfilled. I'm unfulfilled. Look at what he writes in verse 8. No matter how much we see, we're never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we're not content. History merely repeats itself. Wow, how timely is that? I'm just unfulfilled. It's not working out. Maybe you find yourself at that point in your life right now. Well, I want to give you some hope today. If you feel trapped, you feel stuck in this cycle that Solomon speaks of, that you and I can relate to, is there a way out? Can you stop the merry-go-round and can we just get off or is there something that we're missing? I'm going to give you one simple thought and um, this is kind of a light bulb moment for me and then I'm going to give you four practical ways to put this into practice. But it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and let me just set it up for you real quick. The guy who wrote this was the opposite of Solomon. He didn't have everything. He wasn't the smartest person ever. He didn't have the most money ever. In fact, uh, he had been through a pretty rough life, if the truth were known. His name's the Apostle Paul. And he had been beaten. He had been shipwrecked. He had been imprisoned. Um, he, it, he had all kinds of life experiences that you and I would not want to sign up for. And had a rough life. He had a rough life. And here's what Paul said. And this is my goal. And this is my goal for every one of you listening to this as well. And that is this. Here's what Paul says. Therefore, do not lose heart. Is that great? Therefore, do not lose heart. It's easy to say, but he's saying, listen, let's just pause for a second. Wouldn't, wouldn't you like to be able to say, regardless of what happens next with this COVID thing, regardless of what the stock market does, regardless of what the economy does, wouldn't it be regardless of the weather, right? Regardless of anything else, that it didn't mess me up, that I never lost heart. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't you love that? Wouldn't you like to know what's behind a statement like that? Paul said, and there's truth here, therefore do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away. Yet inwardly, we're being renewed day by day. In other words, the circumstances on the outside aren't breaking me because I got something going on on the inside. For our light, get this, our light and momentary troubles. Maybe it doesn't seem momentary, but in compared to eternity, this is momentary, Paul says. You and I feel like, is it ever going to change? And this is a brief period of history. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us as believers an eternal glory that outweighs them all. Paul's sharing a great spiritual truth here. We don't want to miss that. The secret to solving our problems isn't solving our problems. The secret to solving our problems is having something bigger in your life than your problems. It's focusing on something that's eternal versus focusing on something that is temporary. And Paul said that's the secret in never losing heart, is you're focused on something that's way bigger than life under the sun. 
which Solomon said everything he was doing was under the sun. Everything you and I do that's not eternal is done under the sun. So he says in verse 18, fix our eyes on that which is, un, which is not what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but is what is unseen is eternal. So the secret is to focus on the eternal, even though we're in the temporary right now, these momentary troubles. And so I want to give you four things that you can put into practice as soon as we're done here together. No matter where you're going, what your day is, you can focus on the eternal. And that is the key. Something's going to outlast us. God and people. We're eternal. We're going to spend eternity in one of two places, the Bible says. And so what we have to do to never lose heart is to focus on something that's bigger than us, which is eternal. So here's four things real quick. We're going to rip through these. Number one is pray. One of the greatest things you can do to focus your mind just away from temporary to some things that are eternal is through your prayer. Instead of just praying to tell God what you need or what your family needs or what you want for someone or what else is going on, you need to add a dimension to your prayer life if you're not already to pray for things that are more eternally focused. And again, what's eternally focused? God and people. I'm going to ask you to ramp up your prayer life and to be praying for people, family members, co-workers, neighbors, people that you love, that if they were tra- tragedy was to strike and you went to their funeral a month from now, you, you wonder where they went. When's the last time you shed tears over somebody that you know in your family that you care about that doesn't know Jesus yet? One of the ways that we focus on the eternal is to change the way we pray. You can still pray the things you pray, but add this dimension if you're not. Make a list of these people and pray for them by name. That's one of the ways that we focus on the eternal. That's one of the ways we don't lose heart because we realize there's more to life than what we're experiencing today. Here's number two is serve. Did you know that serving is one of the greatest ways you can be eternally minded? You're you're giving your life, your time, your talent your treasures in a way that's bigger than you because you're investing it in your service in something that's going to outlive this life. You're a part of God's work. You're using your time and your talent to do something that God is using to impact people for eternity. Listen, I just want to affirm all the people. Listen, we're we're not meeting in person. We'd like to be, but we're not. But the church isn't about us just showing up at a building. It's about us being the church day in and day out, Monday through Sunday, wherever we go. But you have to have a mindset. How do I serve God? You serve God by serving other people, by loving on people, right? Right? We've got people behind the cameras. You can't see them. We've got people that are working all week to be able to pull this off. The amount of work that it takes is just crazy. We've got people, listen, we got crossroaders today out in the parking lot wearing masks in case somebody didn't get the word that we weren't having an outdoor service and they could just say, hey, we're sorry you missed the announcement. We tried to spread it and they've got gift cards, right? Like don't try to show up now. It's too late. But um, they're giving gift cards to those folks if we had people show up. Why? Because we care about people. They're serving. We've got people serving in this building during the week, trying to get it ready. So when we can meet here, it's ready to open up. And listen, some of you feel like you've been benched, right? I mean, maybe you worked with kids or students. Those things are still going on in a different way. Maybe you say, wow, I could be painting or I could be doing something. But if you consider Crossroads your church home, this time is for you. There are several ways that you can give. You can now text giving to 517-200-3972. Just text the word give to that number and follow the instructions 
no different than any other Sunday at Crossroads. Uh, but if you do normally put your offering in the bucket, this could be an opportunity for you to check out online giving. You can go to Crossroads website, www.ilovemychurch.org, click on the Give tab, and follow the instructions there. Please pray with me. God, I just thank you for today. I thank you for um, all the blessings that you give us uh, each and every day. Just thank you for that. I pray that you use the offerings that are received this week and every week to help us achieve your mission for us. And I ask for these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. This message is going. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that and for loving this community and loving God's work enough to continue to make an investment for eternal things. And here's number four, the last one. We're going to share Christ. Those of us that faith, we need to be sharing our faith. If you really believe that people are eternal and heaven and hell are real, then we need to do whatever it takes to share our faith, to talk to our friends and share our faith story. Listen, just in the last couple of weeks, right, I had like one week, I had two funerals in one week. And you know what? There's something interesting about a funeral. This is going to sound bad, but I would rather speak at a funeral than at a wedding. I mean, I get it. You think I'm weird. But listen, at a, at a funeral, people are open. They're sad. They've lost somebody they care about. And the thoughts of what happens now is readily on people's hearts and minds. People are wrestling with their own mortality. They're like, wow, that person's gone. What's going to happen to me one day? And people then tend to be open to hearing God's word and God's truth and God's love story that he so loved them that he sent his son to die so they wouldn't have to. And I can't tell you how many times I've had someone come up and say, wow, thanks for sharing the gospel. Mostly that's believers, right? And then I had a person come up and say, I just thank you so much for talking about a personal relationship with Jesus. You see, I've been turned off to the church because I've seen churched people, right? But you made it so simple today for me to understand that God loves me. He's not mad at me, but he loves me and he wants a personal relationship. And you just got a new viewer online until I can come to that church because that made a difference. And I want to give my life to Jesus. Listen, Those of you that serve, those of you that give, all of that, listen, I hope you get excited about that because we're still making a difference in this community and all around the world by sharing our faith. But you've got a faith to share. You've got coworkers and neighbors. I'm not telling you to take your Bible and beat people up. That's not it. But you live your life in a way that you make people thirsty and hungry to say there's something different about you. Listen, Now's our day. 
these times that none of us would sign up for, they're great opportunities because people are restless, people are tired, people are frustrated, people are discouraged, people are looking for hope. And those of us that have had an experience with Christ, that have put our faith in Him, we're the dealers, we're the hope dealers, we're the servers, we're the givers, we're the lovers, we're the ones that come alongside and share our faith. And I hope you'll do that. I'm going to ask that you would just uh, join me today and uh, bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's pray together today that, uh, listen, we've got a lot of work to do. And that work starts now. Would you join me for prayer? With every head bowed and every eyes closed, God, I want to thank you especially um, for all of those that are taking this in, that today is a wake-up call. That yes, God, we are tired, and yes, we are frustrated, and none of us would have signed up for this. But the truth of the matter is we, we get so locked in and so ramped up and charged up about every comment that's made and all that we don't agree with, but we can lose focus about eternal things. So God, thank you for a wake-up call today that those of us at Faith, we've got a lot of work to do, and the time is right now. So God, I pray that we would be encouragers, that God, that we would serve, that we would continue to give, that we would share our faith, God, that we would just keep on keeping on, that we, the way we pray, God, would be more eternally focused, that we would make that list of people that we love, but we don't know where they stand with Jesus, and we would pray for opportunities to share our faith. Speaking of sharing our faith, uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes still closed, listen, for somebody here, or several someones here. Today might be your day. You might say, oh, I could relate to the story you shared. I've turned off by church. Oh yeah, I was at a church and I saw this and I saw people talk like this way and then I saw the way they lived and quite honestly, it just turned me off. Listen, I get being turned off by people, but I don't understand getting turned off to God. Who would be turned off to a God that so loves you, no matter what you've done or how long you've done it, a God that loved you so much that he would willingly sacrifice his own son, his one and only son, who was perfect. He allowed to die for all of us who are imperfect. And by doing so, he offers us the greatest gift you'll ever be offered. A gift that you can't earn, you can't purchase. You can't live good enough to get it. It's simply a gift of faith. That if you ask for it, he gives it to you. And that gift is a person, his son Jesus, who will come in, forgive you of all you've ever done wrong, take up residence in your life, and gives you the gift of eternal life, forever life, in a perfect place. No matter how long you live, one day we're all going to die. He doesn't just come in and save you so that you get to spend eternity in heaven. It begins the moment that you receive him. And he changes your life from the inside out. And you can walk and serve and love him and point other people in your life to your experience as well. If that's you today, right where you're at, would you just make this your prayer from your heart to God's ear? Say, Heavenly Father, if what I've heard is true, I want that. I want a personal relationship with you, God. And so right now, I invite your son, Jesus, as the only way into my heart, into my life. By faith, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Change me from the inside out. Thanks for giving your life for me today. I 
choose to give my life to you. And from this day forward, I'll be your son, your daughter. And I say thanks for the gift that I don't deserve and I can't earn, but I've received today by faith. And I give you all the praise in the name that's above all names, the name of Jesus, in whose name I pray. Amen.